We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yes, indeed, it is the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. I'm Reginald Atatula. That's three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. Got you down. And Rodrigo Mendoza is holding down the ones and twos for you uh, on this Thursday evening in the Metroplex. Only one more hour to go um, on the evening. And, of course, I do want to remind you that it is the home of the Cowboys. And World Series champion Texas Rangers, mm-hmm. 105.3 The Fan. Uh, appreciate you rock with us. Always get involved with the program by texting in to the truckwreck.com text line, 877-881-1053. You can also see our smiling faces by checking out uh, 105.3 The Fan on YouTube or uh, going to twitch.tv slash DallasFanCam where Brody's bearded said, I need to be on the show, brother. And in a way, you now have been. Hope you enjoyed that. Um, a few things. Obviously, want to remind you that, uh, I guess I should just say, these are your headlines for the evening, and in starting that out, I do want to tell you that the Dallas Stars get a big win hey. late in overtime uh, to beat the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, they had gone down 3-2 to two late in the third period. They ultimately equalize and then go to overtime, and Scott Wedgwood stands up uh, pretty big late in overtime. Yes, the, the puck goes the other way. Matt Duchesne on a breakaway ends up getting the winner with less than 10 seconds to go in overtime. Uh, I was corrected by lovely Tolos when I said that they are, the, the Stars were veering towards a tie. I forget, like, hey, man, we're going to a shootout, right, after mm-hmm. that. But unfor- or fortunately, the Stars said, bump no. the shootout, not no. necessary, we'll get the win right now. And so Matt Duchesne, the, go- the goal, had an assist, um, and ultimately your Stars get a big win over the Vancouver Canucks. Um, nice. By the way, um... Wait a minute, I got it right here. Mm-hmm. I want to tell you what he did. Yes, uh, Scott Wedgwood had 17 saves. 17 saves. He, he's been pretty solid between the pipes mm-hmm. for your stars when he's uh, there. And obviously with the Jake Andre injury, he's been suiting up for your stars more and more frequently recently. And uh, mm-hmm. you get a win with him uh, as the goalie, your stars... Still lead you got, the. You uh, might be needing him in the playoffs. I'm telling you. I, I mean, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, when it comes to the playoffs, obviously Andre is very good, but it's whoever's hot at that That's point. Right. So it's good to have another keeper or goalie, rather. Now I'm I'm leaning back to my soccer tendencies, but it's nice to have another goalie that you feel confident a in. Netminder putting on the ice. There you go. Netminder is always a fun way of saying that. Uh, your Dallas Stars remain at the top of the Western Conference, or sorry, of the Central uh, Division in the Western Conference. Wins now. Uh, yes, 19 wins, eight losses, four overtime losses, but 42 points 
is good for first in the Central. And then the right Canucks now. have our number four Wilder. Yeah, the the Canucks uh, are. Oh, like versus the Stars, you mean? Yeah, versus the Stars. Um, I don't remember the the head to head. I'll have to go and search that up. Yeah. But uh, they are they're the top of the Pacific. However, he had an overtime loss to that record. <laughs> and by the way, we appreciate everybody leaving the American Airlines Center listening to us right now on the Get Right, including the two one four CA and Reg. Glad to hear you fellas holding it down. I'm digging this Get Right. That's the drizzle and Waxahachie in the hatch. It's my neighborhood now. I live down in the Waxahachie area. All right, well, uh, off of two eighty seven and Brown. Hey, you you used to be in Lower Arlington, right? Mm-hmm. You made that move. No, okay, actually, cool. not Lower Arlington. It was uh, Grand Prairie Alpha by Joe Poulet. There you go. Mm-hmm. I was like, because I was like, I know you live in Waxahachie, but it feels like it's different. Anyways, that just, feels like an just off, moved down there in April. Feels like an off the uh, off the air conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is on the air still Thursday night football? Thirty to twenty two is the score in favor of the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams have gotten up. They were up twenty seven to but seven. Here come I think them Saints thirty to seven. Uh, the Saints started getting going. Um, which of these touchdowns here? Because they scored a couple of them. Um, is this Juwan Johnson getting into the touchdown? This, this is the first touchdown that the Saints scored to show that they had a little bit of signs of life. To the end zone. Touchdown. It's Juwan Johnson getting a touchdown. And then afterwards, you got another score um, to bring this to a one-score game um, from the um, – Norland Saints. That was the name of the team. I don't know why it left me, but here it is. Who that? Now, as they snap this one, Carr going for it all, and it's caught. A.T. Perry, his first catch of the night. Touchdown. Yeah, Derek Carr um, put a little bit of work in. Obviously, he has, a, he has an interception in this game, but he's 27 to 40, 319 yards, three touchdowns. He's flashing back to his Raider days. Yeah, he, he's feeling it. And um, uh, Chris Olave is having a good go of it right now, mm-hmm. too. Nine receptions, 123 yards on the contest. He's not one of the receivers with a touchdown. Raheed Shaheed has a touchdown. Uh, that was a deep ball. That was about 45-yarder. Mm-hmm. Um, Jawan Johnson has a touchdown, as we mentioned, and that, that was A.T. Perry. Who just got, I think that's his only catch on the day, but it was a big one, 35 yards. And so uh, this one's really interesting. The Rams with the football, and it looks like they're trying to uh, see if they can run this one out. But Taking uh, knees, yeah. Victory formations. Oh, stuff. it does seem like they have just enough time to be able to run this thing out. And so it looks like the Rams will get a win here on Thursday night, 30-22. to 22, Sean but McVay walking across the field, shake hands. Rams get a big win. Saints acquit themselves all right, but a little too late in a way, and so they'll go to seven and eight. The Rams uh, sitting kindly in uh, in good playoff position right now. Mm-hmm. And by the way, that voice you heard was Al Michaels, who is not doing playoffs this year. You heard yes, about that. yes, you're right. Seventy nine year old Al Michaels. NBC Sports kind of had him as a play by play emeritus in a way. Once uh-huh, he went to uh, Thursday Night Football with the idea of you know you can always still come back and call games. They've made the decision that no, that's n- we not anymore. We don't need you. To and so you continue with Mike Tirico, mm-hmm. and then I think also the decision was made from what I was reading was also because of Noah, Noah Eagle, Noah who Eagle's is uh, the, the 26 son of years Eagle, old, man. 26 years old. He's already called uh, uh-huh. a few uh, NFL – I mean, he calls NFL games, but he's already called a few big-time ones. Like, I remember he's yep. the guy – he's the guy when you go to the Nickelodeon broadcasts. Um, I know he also does – he previously did Clippers games. Now mm-hmm. he does um, Nets games. So, he, and Noah Eagle's uh, pretty, pretty well-respected in this solid. space. He's only 26, and I think the article said he will now become the youngest – a TV broadcaster to do play-by-play for an NFL playoff game. 
And by the way, Al Michael will return for Thursday Night Football next year. He said, I'm coming back Thursday Night Football. I don't even worry about that. Well, yeah, I imagine that that money's so big. Mm. I, I would return for Thursday Night Football myself uh, as well. Um, elsewhere in, in your headlines on this evening, I saw this and I was kind of amazed by this because I don't think I saw this earlier, but apparently a, a coroner ruled that the death of a Patriots fan that happened um, in September following a fight, they ruled it a homicide. And so now two men have been charged with assault and battery as well as disorderly contact, conduct rather for the scuffle that led to the death of Dale Mooney, who was a 53-year-old season ticket holder mm. who, who died in that, that, uh, that fight. And so I was, I was kind of amazed because I was like, I don't think I remember that particular story or maybe it's just been enough time where yeah you know so many so all of the different things that you here. have in your head That's but what happens yeah a couple of guys i mean it, it really is sad because man it feels like there's so often that we do hear about fights at stadiums and it's like this feels avoidable in a way but it's just like it, it happens over and over again and it's, it's such a sad uh part yeah. of like the the sports viewing environment mm-hmm. it happens That's all you can say passion and so as much as you and can add hey, some man. liquor to it and there you go if you if you're going out to one of those events hey let's let's try and keep it peaceful right. let's let's just enjoy this football man no need for anybody to have to uh, end up no you back up that's <laughs> what always happens um apparently caitlin clark is out here doing it again uh another triple double for her uh the iowa guard mm-hmm. the star uh so women's good. basketball player last year in the pl- in the ncaa tournament yeah she's so good yeah apparently uh 13th career triple double for her 43rd 30 point performance uh she she gives you 35 10 and 17 rebounds for a point guard is really mm-hmm. interesting of course they do it against loyola of chicago so maybe not the biggest challenge but She's still doing those things, putting up those gaudy numbers in uh, women's college basketball. In men's college basketball, TCU just blew out. I want to say it was men's Loyola. They yeah. just they 111 85 or something like that. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of teams that are playing. Um, and they're in Hawaii, I think. And there's a, there's a lot of teams playing teams well below their status. Uh-huh. I was telling Rodrigo just a little bit earlier that uh, that the University of Houston, who is I believe third ranked in the nation. They were playing Texas State earlier today, mm-hmm. and I think the, the the line on it was 27 and a half, and I saw the line. I was like, that's a really big line. They ultimately win 72 to 37, so still Ooh. cover. I know Texas has uh, the University of Texas, that is, men's basketball. They have uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi tomorrow, and that line is 22 and a half. So there, there's a lot of those college basketball games right now and this time that are kind of unevenly matched in a way. However, we are getting some good college basketball uh, in this time. We're starting to get into that place. I know that Kentucky-Louisville happened earlier today. I'm pretty sure Kentucky handled business there. You Will 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 Chambers wishes they do. Uh, better sure. be glad. Yeah, they did. The fun, actually, it was Louisville winning 76 to – no, I'm sorry. Kentucky won 95 to 76. There you go. Yeah, so – uh, there's, right. there's there's a few well, uh, well, good a college attack. basketball games uh, in this one. I know that Tennessee played, but I, they played a team that was outmatched. Texas Tech beat UTA 77-66. Yeah, and I wasn't happy about hearing that one. But you know what? Texas Tech has built themselves into a pretty nice program. Yes, so they have. I, I, can't, I can't be too upset. Although I probably still will be. A couple of years ago, people forget about that. I probably will remain. TCU upset. beat Old Dominion 111-87. There you go. There you go. And... Loyola is playing somebody else. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, now, if you're in, if you're um, excited for the World Cup, and if you're, uh, yeah, Rodrigo perked up 
uh, right across the glass there. And if, if you are, you know, maybe looking at and hoping that Dallas gets maybe the final, maybe one of the semifinals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the final would be awesome. The release of the game schedule for the 2026 World Cup will likely not come until next year, we learned. And so multiple sources within the World Cup uh, host committees uh, were briefed on what was happening, confirmed to the athletic that they don't expect to see a match schedule until January. So at least maybe that gives us an idea of when to expect. They got to hurry up because, you know, they they got to get everybody involved in all these different communities to get it. I know the Hunt family and Gina Miller over there at FC Dallas, they are primed and ready for it to come to Dallas. I mean, at AT&T Stadium. I know that there's a lot of soccer fans. They're going to reconfigure fans that I mean, they're going to spend millions of dollars fixing up AT&T Stadium. And rightfully so, mm-hmm. uh, to properly accommodate soccer. I'm I'm really interested in seeing um just how how that how the city handles it. Mm-hmm. Um because the last time that the World Cup was in America was what? Atlanta? I think that was the last time. I went to the World Cup was when that it came 96? to Dallas. And actually, I they had a a World Cup um uh, semifinal during that in 94 and I oh, was, was it, it was 94 and I was at I the, always do that it, 96 is the Olympics it was right? at the Cotton Bowl I'll never forget it and it was like Korea was taking on North Korea, South Korea was taking on the Netherlands or something all I know it was 110 degrees it was in July <laughs> and I was like oh it'll never come back but then you got AT&T Stadium now which is air That's conditioned right. yeah. and they're talking about Gina was telling me a couple of months ago they're talking about that whole parking area if you were out there Anybody's out there for the World Series parade? I know there's a lot of Tolos and Ranger fans were out there. Five hundred thousand people strong, seven hundred fifty thousand. That whole thing could be a festival. That's what they're talking about. Those parking lots, AT and T Stadium, uh, Globe Life Field Stadiums parking lot, the Globe Life Field itself, uh, Choctaw uh, Park over there, all the the hotels, Texas Live. Just imagine a whole Arlington Entertainment District, and let alone everything in this whole area, man. They said they are ready for that. And the technology, woo, they said they're up to speed with the technology up in Plano. That corridor, look out in Frisco. Shoot. I'm I hope they get it. It sh- it should it should be really fun. I mean, regardless, the I feel like Dallas will be involved in like the late stages of this tournament regardless. So you're gonna get a big important match. Um, I any way you cut it. So I'm I'm still excited, mm-hmm. super excited for that. We mentioned earlier something that I'm not excited for at all. Uh, the Mavs have kind of been the walking wounded of late. Yeah. Uh, you know, Kyrie Irving has been missing time with that uh, with the bruised foot. Uh, Derek Lively has been missing time with ankle. the sprained ankle. Uh, Josh Green has had uh, elbow. An, it was an elbow. That's right. And then uh, Max Kleba has been missing so much time with His that toe. His toe is doing gang signs. Which I can't imagine. It's, what, it's gang signs. I can't imagine how, to, how bad your toe's got to feel for you to miss like months and months and months. You know it actually happened to Deion Sanders when he was playing for the Cowboys. That's and true. you know he had years later. Coach Prime has yeah. had, his, had his toe amputated. That's right. So yeah. it, it can mess you up. And also, Russell Maryland had the same thing. He had to have a special shoe made because his toe was messed up, and he's playing defensive tackle. But just, So Maxie's been out, like, most of the year. Yeah. But you're leading up to the latest news on the injured front. Yeah, the latest news is that we have added more to the injury list. Uh, as, Save the biggest name for last. As your Mavs are going to be taking on the Rockets in Houston tomorrow. And I would never tell you to not watch a game. You know, obviously, support your Dallas you Mavericks. you never know. And such. But, However, but. this one's feeling a little like a schedule loss because Dante Exum will be out of this one. Ouch. He has a lower left leg contusion. Uh, I already mentioned Kyrie, Derek Lively, Josh Green, Max Kleba. Seth about, Curry is questionable. Yeah, he's questionable. He might play. Back spasms. With back spasms. Though. And, of course, the kicker here, Luka Doncic will not play. 
he has a strain in his left quad, which, if I remember correctly, that's the thing that has uh-huh. just been nagging him, that kind of left all thigh. All summer long. All summer long. They thought he might miss the start of the season, may not play in the preseason, but it's, he did. There's so many times where during the game you just see him kind of stop and you yeah. go, what is that? What's happening? What's what's happening mm-hmm. there? And he'll just you know go back down the court, and then he'll keep doing Luca things, changing speeds, knocking it's so down hard shots. With him because he's from Europe and he always like soccer, and you know I'm not saying he's flopping, but everything's exaggerated. You cannot tell how bad Luca's hurt or not. Or maybe and he's he just takes, toughing it out. He does take punishment. Yeah, he does take a lot of punishment. He really, really does. And Jason Kidd has always told him, you might not have a long career because. The floor of the wood wins every time. Yeah. You get knocked down a lot. That's why he was saying if you play more up-tempo, he's convincing Luca to up-tempo his game instead of, you know, slowing the tempo down and measuring and being top half-court game. Yeah. He said, no, if you have an up-tempo game, you don't get knocked down as much. Yeah, and one of the things also I think about sometimes, and I wonder how you think about this, C.A., mm-hmm. it's incredible that Luka Doncic can kind of like – do the stop and start and he can kind of like hit yeah. that euro and stop on one oh leg i always wonder like doesn't that put a lot of strain on you your on your knees and ankles and such you would think but he's out there he hadn't really missed any games this year except for when his daughter was born sure and so but this will be another one that he misses now i wonder how much also this factors in this stretch is going to be a three games and four game and four day stretch as they'll yep. play friday uh away at houston they'll get a play on saturday the next day in a back-to-back. And then, of course, on on Monday, Christmas Day, they have a game in Phoenix against the Phoenix Suns. And you can guarantee that Luka Doncic will play in that one unless this unless this quad injury is very serious because we know that the NBA has instituted that rule, making mm-hmm. sure that uh, unless players are, have like a very serious injury in those national TV games, you got to show up. So here's the game you're missing. They're going to play at Houston yes, tomorrow. Yes, thank and you. And they come home and play Wimby and the Spurs. That's right. It's a four-win team. But at the same time, I wish Derek Lively was there because Lively versus Wembley was good the first time they played. Yeah. That was a good little match. And you, only, could, only you, could, e- you could easily point out that Derek Lively won that. Mm-hmm. And um, then in the in the Suns game, you got to have Luka versus Booker. You just got to have that. KD's going to be playing, of course. And we don't know if old boy from Washington is going to play. Now, Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal. I no, I don't think he, I think he's still got a few weeks with that uh the latest ankle that he sprained I believe mm-hmm. um and that happened I think last Friday like literally a week from today yeah. um but it's the get right right here on 105 through the fan those are some of your headlines on this Thursday evening and coming up next I can't do a show with uh, the man the myth the legend Chris Arnold and all the the times that he's had without getting a CA story CA where are we going one of my favorite Christmas songs is Stevie Wonder singing uh, someday at Christmas. Well, guess what? We wound up doing a show with Stevie Wonder at the Hyatt Regency reunion, and it was crazy. I'll tell you details on the myth, the legend, is Stevie really blind? Next on 105. So get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. I'm Reginald Atatula. That is the three-time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold. Got you down. Rodrigo Mendoza is on the ones and twos for us. Appreciate you rocking with us here on the Get Right and on 105.3 The Fan. Um, So we just got you your headlines, and apparently that whole segment was moot. 
because the biggest headline on this Thursday evening happened in the middle of that. And I'm going to blame my equipment as a bad as, as a bad radio person would do. A good radio person would just take responsibility. I'm not that. I'm just going to blame the equipment. Rodrigo <laughs> was trying to alert me to probably the biggest news of the day, maybe the biggest news of the week. For sure. Um, and that news is breaking news, which and breaking news on 105 through the fan is presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Um, per Ken Rosenthal of Fox Sports, he says, quote, source confirms Dodgers close on Yoshinobu Yamamoto. It was first reported by Jack Curry of the Yes Network, who reported that the contract will be for more than $300 million. And so, yes, indeed, the the Japanese uh, superstar is coming over to uh, America. And Jeff Passan confirms Japanese star Yoshinobu Yamamoto and the Los Angeles Dodgers are, Dodgers are in agreement on a 12-year, $325 million contract. This, so This is amazing. It's incredible. The 25-year-old pitcher has never pitched a single pitch in Major League Baseball and he is now signed the largest contract for a pitcher in Major League Baseball history. It beat Garrett Cole's deal by a single million dollar single million dollars, that sounds stupid but a million dollars and apparently the Dodgers will pay a additional 50.6 million dollars in a posting fee and so total total money will be 12 years 375 million dollars. The Dodgers are they're they're menaces. They're menaces and they're loading up. The reason why he's worth that on the projection, okay. Last year he pitched he had an ERA of one point nine five. Yeah, and of and course this is in this is in uh Japanese. Japan, which is baseball, the second yes. best professional sports in uh, in the world. Right. Second highest level of professional baseball in the entire world. A one nine five last season. That was, let me tell you something. He has never allowed more than a 2.20 ERA. Okay? Yeah. He's had sub 2.00 ERAs over the last three years. He has won the Japanese version of the best pitcher of all three in the last three years. Cy Young. He's won the Cy Young over there. They're Cy Young the last three years in a row. Yeah, and I, He's I've, got every reason. There's every reason to believe he's going to be able to do all of that over here. Right, and especially because we've seen Japanese players come over and translate very well. Mm-hmm. Um, you obviously, garbage. you've seen some that have not, but one of the things that I think gives, um, gives teams a lot more solace in that, especially is just the amount of technology, the amount of video mm-hmm. that you have now and the ways in which... Yeah, that kind of money, you got to do the research. Right. But, I mean, there was times where getting players from overseas, you did not have nearly as much ability to do research. Now it's a lot right. easier. Mm-hmm. And so you have that. Plus, he's very young here, right? Like 25 is yeah. still very young, and you still have a lot of years ahead of you. And I imagine that also helped the Dodgers feel comfortable putting up a 12-year deal. It's just kind of incredible to see... Somebody who has no track record in in Major League Baseball here against Major League Baseball hitters, you know, putting up getting that level of contract. However, I think it still makes sense, especially when you consider the the way that the uh, the Dodgers moved last season. It was very evident in the way that they moved that they were gearing up, and that was gearing up to sign Shohei Otani. And if you want to be mad, mad 
You can be mad at the Dodgers. And I understand it's going to be hard to be mad at this gentleman because he seems to be, like, very nice and docile. Kind of got to be mad at Shohei Otani for deferring all that money, right? Like, that allowed the Dodgers to have more money in their coffers right now. You can then be mad, push but he forward. said that's what he wanted to do. He said, no, absolutely. I want, I want to play for what? In other words, he's not just chasing money. He said, I wanted to be able to pitch for a winner. He wanted to go to the playoffs. He didn't want to be like Mike Trout mm-hmm. and just play on a team because it's on the West Coast and they offered him the most money. And sure. He, so you he, put it like this. You give the Dodgers and him credit for figuring out a way to do both. Right. To get the money and pitch for one. For those who aren't keeping up, the Dodgers won 100 games last year, and they were being conservative, not going after everybody because they knew they were going after Otani. They've been chasing after him for like seven or eight years, ten years. I mean, feels did you, like did, it. You heard, you heard about the closer, the closing video? No. Oh, my God. Oh, yes, I do. I, for this, those who don't know. Yes. They, they, they have been do, working on this for years, and they thought they were going to do it in 2017, and it didn't, it didn't happen. Well, they didn't show this closing video. Whenever these guys are free agents, whether it's baseball, NBA, football, they always have a pitch. It's like free agency, and, and it's like a blue-chip player. You want to do everything you can, have them meet with people, have a video to kind of blow their minds. The video for Otani, which they showed him a couple of weeks ago, and he had never seen it before. He didn't even know it was part of the pitch. It was Kobe Bryant telling him why he needs to be a Dodger and the Mamba mentality and that iced it. You can't even, there's nothing you can say. It wasn't like they just came out of nowhere. They have been planning and planning. There's been a long play. And the icing on the cake was Kobe. So, Toronto, you never stood a chance. Well, now uh, the Dodgers rotation will look something, I imagine, like this. Shohei Otani. Now, of course, not this season. Shohei Otani right, will just, just be batting. He'll DH. be a DH mm-hmm. and a really good one at that. But in 2025, you anticipate the Dodgers rotation looking a little something like Shohei Otani, Yoshinobi Yamamoto, Tyler Glass now, because remember, they traded for him too, mm-hmm. Walker Bueller, and maybe Bobby Miller. Like, that is a problem. That is at least three dudes that are probably aces. Maybe Walker Bueller too. I don't want to be disrespect, disrespectful to that mm-hmm. man. That's a problem. Okay, so listen to this. But just to Walker, get, Walker Bueller is also probably a free agent after 2020. I want to remind everybody, who won the World Series this past year? The Texas Rangers. And guess the, the, who was the best organization? In, not the, I'm not even talking about the, the Dodgers who won 100 games. Who was the best organization in all of baseball last year, is the favorite to win it next year, and did not get there? The Atlanta Braves. Oh, that's true. So my whole point. But I'm that's an Atlanta to, sports team. They'd be disappointed But I'm getting ready time. to tell you, though. But I'm, they won it the year, a couple of years ago. But my whole that point is, is you can have everything in order, which the Braves did. And, again, they weren't chasing money. The Mets chased money and screwed it all up. The Braves did everything the correct way. They won all the games the correct way. They had the pitching staff. They had the farm system. They had everything the correct way. And they still did not win it. Why? Because you. it's kind of like hockey. You got to be hot a certain time of the year. You got to be hot in the end where it matters. And the Rangers did everything right. Nobody saw that coming. Sure. So, again, I'm just saying for everybody who's mad at the Dodgers, save your anger. Save your anger. Just because they did all these moves does not mean that they're going to win the World Series. Sure. And guess what? To give you another context on the Dodgers alone, and I actually like the Dodgers, Dodgers, when they won this World Series in Arlington a couple of years ago during the pandemic, mm-hmm. First time they won the World Series since the 1980s. So let that sink in. Yeah. They could be the Cowboys. You could say, oh, Cowboys, if you're a Cowboy head, oh, they, they spent all this money, did all that. What did it get them? Nothing. So don't assume just because they made these moves 
that they're set and they're loaded. They're not. They just made another smart move. Well, they are loaded. They just might not be set. There you go. There you go. I like the way you put that. Um, there's a lot that we could continue talking about here. I mean, look, but at this point, it is speculation. Mm-hmm. But yes, again, if you missed it, uh, the breaking news on the day is that, or on the night rather, is that Yoshinobu Yamamoto, the 25-year-old Japanese superstar, is indeed joining another Japanese player with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, so the Otani-Yamamoto pairing uh, we'll we'll get going in uh, L.A. here soon. Again, I'm not even mad about it. You know why? Because, again, I just said it. You got to let it play out. That's why I love sports. You cannot lo- look at the Mets now. There's a reason why Scherzer is with the Dallas, excuse me, with the Texas Rangers. There's a reason why um, our Tommy John guy from the Mets is here. Oh, DeGrom? Well. DeGrom's here. There's a reason why, like I said, the Braves didn't win. The Dodgers won 100 games. They didn't win at all. Arizona barely. There are people who thought the Phillies were definitely going to win. I got you. You got to let it play out. That's we, why I love sports. We, we will. We will. But also part of sports is being mad at things just yeah. to be mad at Everybody them, you know? has a right to their emotions. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, uh, Yamamoto rather, and the Los Angeles Dodgers agreed on a 12-year, $325 million contract. It is indeed the largest contract for a pitcher in Major League Baseball history. Um, let's do this. Let's take a break. We'll come back. And in the final call, we'll let CA still get in that CA oh, story. There's a lot of people that want to hear this story. And you know what? I do too. Stevie Wonder, CA, you got to hear it. And we'll do it next in the final call on 105 through the fan. This segment of the Get Right on 105.3 The Fan is brought to you by Classic Chevrolet. Classic Chevrolet is leading the way to finish the year number one in America. They're racing hard with year-end savings on over 400 Silverados. Shop them all at ClassicChevrolet.com. This is Texas. This is Classic Chevrolet. Find new roads and relax and enjoy the difference. Let's get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Atatula with you alongside Chris Arnold. One final time on the evening. Um, one more time, want to let you know the breaking news of the evening is that the Dodgers come to a 12-year, $325 million agreement with Yoshinobu Yamamoto, the 25-year-old Japanese pitching superstar. That'll be the biggest pitching um, contract in Major League Baseball history. Um, and so, yes, 214 on the com text line. Dave Roberts, Roberts better win this year. <laughs> you damn skippy. Yeah, he, manager better win. They might fire him into the sun if he don't, if he don't get it done <laughs> this year. Um, into the sun. That's right. Um, Launched. Yeah, man. It's 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 yeah yeah yeah. A lot of talent there, in um with the Dodgers. But I did let you know it's the final call, and how we will use the final call this evening is allowing Chris Arnold to get into some CA stories. Yeah, I always say appreciate the Tolos, appreciate you, Reg, appreciate you, uh, Rico. Allow me to tell some of these stories. Um, it is the holiday time of the year. Christmas is a couple of days away. Christmas time. Is here. I love that's one of my favorite Christmas songs, Charlie Brown Christmas. Um, I was listening to KNC Masterpiece because I told her like everybody else, and they were doing some of their favorite Christmas songs. And they never mentioned one of my all-time favorite Christmas songs is Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder did a song way back in the day when he was little Stevie Wonder called Someday Christmas. Have you ever heard this? Absolutely. Little Stevie. 
I always loved that song when I was a little kid, and I loved all those other Christmas songs. And it made me think about Stevie Wonder. So I said, okay, let me do a series stories confidential about the times I have encountered Stevie Wonder. And yes, one of the best things that ever happened to me in my radio career was working at K104 for 30 years. And back in the day, K104 was more than just a music station. It was a full service station affiliated with the Associated Press. We had music, we had news, we had sports, we had weather, we had traffic, we had everything. And because we had everything, they allowed me to cover Super Bowls, Final Fours, NBA Finals, All-Star Games, soccer, World Cup, you name it, we were doing everything, Mm -hmm. boxing, everything. But because it's a music station, not only did I go to the concerts, get the tickets free, backstage passes to everything, just because it's a music station. And then all the biggest entertainers in the world, they would come out to the radio station. K104 has just moved to Arlington, across the street from um, Six Flags. It was out in Grand Prairie in the middle of nowhere, and we'd have the biggest stars in the world pull up in limousines in the middle of nowhere in Grand Prairie. The first time I'd ever met Stevie Wonder, there was a big concert at the Cotton Bowl with Stevie Wonder and Quincy Jones and Ashford and Simpson and Aretha Franklin, and they were all on the same bill. Oh, what? All the, it was the Cotton Bowl, and it was, of course, so there had to be 75,000, 80,000 people there. And it was in the early 80s, and the promoter was Ed Tutal Jones, former Cowboy great. Oh, wow. He went into promotion. He was doing it in offseason. Ed was slinging that money. Yeah, look, man, that was that was in a time where offseason, you yeah. make so some I, more money. I got a chance to meet Stevie Wonder back then, cause Steve, and I got to actually watch him perform sitting on the stage. I had a fold, folding chair sitting not 10 feet away from him. That's incredible. It was just absolutely amazing, and Stevie did what Stevie does. He just tore it up because the last act is – I mean, it was one of the, it was so much fun. Okay, so years later, working with the fly jock, Tom Joyner, who is a legend. He's in the National Radio Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Just retired a couple of years ago. Everybody in Well-earned retirement, mind you. Hmm? Well-earned retirement. Well-earned retirement. At one point, Tom became a national name because he was flying back and forth doing radio in the morning in Dallas and afternoon drive in Chicago every day. He just fly to Chicago after the show. Well, before he was flying back and forth, the year before that, we would go everywhere to all these different award shows. We'd go to the Grammy Awards. We'd go to the American Music Awards. We'd go to the Soul Train Music Awards. And Tom was such a big name because he was already doing stuff in Chicago. Then he came back to Dallas and was doing. So it was like, okay, we could go to any show. We were going to go to the Academy Awards one day. And then he just retired from Dallas and started doing the National Syndication. Mm-hmm. But we were at the American Music Awards and we're backstage and Stevie Wonder comes by. And so we may, meet Stevie Wonder, take pictures with him, visit with him. And he said he's going to come to Dallas one day you know, on concert tour again. And we can do something and he's going to come by the show. Well, back in those days, Tom would do this thing called a breakfast show. In other words, do you know do a show for like a remote, like KNC's doing shows uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Buffalo right now. Wild Wings. And Sean and RJ may be doing it from a, a firehouse, right? We would call them breakfast shows, and we would do them at different places. And a lot of times we did them at the Hyatt Regency reunion, right there across the street from the reunion ball, right? One time we did it, and we had Jermaine Jackson there, and Tom had the brilliant idea of let's bring a bass guitar. And maybe Jermaine will play with us on the show. There you go. 
So we're interviewing Jermaine and Tom shows him this bass guitar and Jermaine said, oh, maybe a little bit late. And then the commercial break, Jermaine tells us, I don't know how to play the bass. I've been faking it. We're like, what? No. He said, Tito can really play the guitar, but I don't play the bass. We're like, what? I mean, I, I just shocked. I just thought he played the bass all these years. Yeah. We did a show from Fair Park at, uh, uh, I forget where it was, in Fair Park. We did a show with LL Cool J and Mr. T, and it was great. Well, Stevie said he was coming to town. We did a show with Anita Baker. Breakfast, we're talking about breakfast shows where all the listeners could come and show up and hold on y'all. Well, Anita Baker said, I mean, uh, Stevie said he's coming to Dallas. And we're like, oh, great. We're, we work it out with the record company. We're going to do a breakfast show. Where Stevie is staying, he's staying at the Hyatt Regency. Okay. So it's perfect. We've done it before in one of the ballrooms. Stevie can just come downstairs and do the show. It'll be very convenient because, you know, some artists Make it are as so easy big, as possible. They're not getting up in the morning. Stevie's so big, he's not going to Grand Prairie. He's not... He don't even have do it on the phone, but he ain't going to do it in person, right? And not just doing it in the morning. It's like, even if during the day, if they don't feel like doing it, if it's at all inconvenient, yeah, it'll be a problem. It'll be a problem. And plus, Stevie's got these weird hours. Give me some Stevie music. Stevie has these, I just want to get the vibe. You can turn it down a little bit. But Stevie kept these weird hours. Everybody knows Stevie Wonder's not on time for anything. He just has his own vibe, and he just kind of comes and goes that he wants. Although he owns a radio station in L.A. A buddy of mine works for Stevie. Did not know that. Yeah, Guy Black. Guy Black used to be on, on radio down here in Dallas. He works for Stevie, and he does stuff with Jamie Foxx. So he keeps me updated on Stevie, and Stevie goes everywhere with his harmonica just in case, in case he wants to play his harmonica. He's always, and Stevie can drive. Did you That's know right. Stevie can drive? I Look, I surmised it. You, People you, wonder, can he see or not? Stevie ain't blind. That's what the rumor is. Hashtag Stevie ain't blind. But everybody says, Guy Black says he's blind for real. Even though I saw Eddie Murphy <laughs> on YouTube, he was, he was on the Tonight Show or Jimmy Kimmel, one of them. Jimmy Kimmel. And they were talking about Stevie Wonder. Eddie's got a Christmas movie coming out on Netflix. Yeah, I did And he that. said that Stevie walks around, snap his fingers all the time. And Eddie said when Stevie snaps his fingers, he can hear the sound if he's close to a wall. It oh, just now, sounds Now Stevie's a bat echolocating. Okay. That's what it is. He's right. Daredevil. He said that's the yeah, deal. He really is. He's Daredevil. He said, Stevie's a vigilante in, the, in his, in his off time. You don't know that. Eddie said, though, he said, but one day Shaq told me, he said, man, I was in the elevator. Yep. And Stevie walked in and said, what's up, Shaq? Yeah, I saw that. I saw that story, and that was just, that's just one of many things that leads me to believe that he might be able to say, Stevie's well, out here seeing stuff. I, I can tell you the times that I've met him, he cannot see as far as I know. Okay, so we're, the, our big plan was, okay, we're going to bring the show to Stevie, have a breakfast show in the ballroom. Yes. Stevie's got the penthouse in the Hyatt Regency. Okay, there's one small caveat. Stevie's performing in Shreveport the night before. So, like, our show is going to be on a Friday. That Thursday, he's performing in Shreveport. But Stevie's already said he's going to come downstairs and do the show. We're like, he might be tired and just do sure. it on the phone. Right. He might. Who knows? He's playing in Shreveport. He's not already in Dallas. Well, guess what? We get we get to do the morning show. So we're there at 5 in the morning. Show starts at 5.30. We're on until 9. Because Tom has to catch a plane to go to Chicago right. at 11 o'clock. And he's got to go out to DFW Airport to fly to Chicago. Cannot miss this plane. We get there. Stevie's bus is not there yet. And we're like, what? Where's Stevie? Stevie hadn't arrived yet. He was hanging out in Shreveport. 
Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Okay. But they said, we know he's on his way because he said he's going to be here. Because he's driving a bus, yeah. No, he's not driving. Oh, my bad. My bad. All right. That's my fault. Well, the bus gets there at around 6.30. Turns out we have a piano set up for Stevie to pay. We know Stevie can play the piano. We know Jermaine Jackson didn't know how to play the bass, <laughs> but we know Stevie can play the piano. So we got this piano, and Tom's like, and maybe he'll actually sing on the show. We'll have the piano ready in case he's in the mood. So we kept talking about this. Stevie arrives, and, you know, he got us, goes in the back way in the whole nine yards, and we get word Stevie's listening to the show. And he definitely wants to perform. Oh. And we're like, all right, just go. He's definitely going to come downstairs and he wants to perform because he thought it's so funny that we got the piano, we got a crowd, you know, because all the listeners are there. And so we're waiting. And then guess what? Here comes Stevie's sound engineer. And the sound engineer says, Stevie wants to set up his keyboards. Oh my God. He's going to bring in his speakers, his keyboard, and we got to make it match up with our engineers so it can go on the air. Right. And they're doing this at like 8 o'clock. And it's like, all right, we only got so much time. Tom's got to leave at 9. Right. He's got to catch a plane to Chicago. Stevie's still upstairs. His equipment is set up. We got it matched into the studio so everything's all ready for him. We're talking to people in the crowd. Uh, We're asking them what's their favorite Stevie song because we know he's listening up in his room. Stevie still doesn't come down. We even say, Stevie, we got breakfast for you. We found out what he likes to eat. Stevie still hadn't come down. It is now 10 minutes to (laughs) 9. And Tom is like, I've got to leave at 9, and hopefully traffic's not bad. We've got, you know, we do traffic from, you know, like I said, news, sports, weather, traffic. We got our traffic. Uh, Alicia, Alicia, Alicia Speeds, that's her name. Wink, wink. Lisa Speeds mm-hmm. doing a helicopter every day. Helicopter. He said, "Tom, the trap is good. You ought to be able to make this thing." But we only got five minutes of Stevie. Oh wow! And we're like, Tom says, "F it, I'm staying in Dallas." <laughs> Stevie comes down. He does five songs. He does interviews. We sing along with him at the keyboard. It's a hell of a show. And I got to sing with Stevie Wonder on the radio with Tom Jordan live on that breakfast show. What'd you sing? Just whatever he All was singing. Them? Okay. Whatever. Just sing along. I didn't have the mic open. I'm going to mess up Stevie. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Right? When you got a but, voice so iconic and strong. And, and, and he, he answered questions and he was rocking from side to side. He did the whole nine yards. And then, of course, he performed later at uh, Reunion Arena. He's been to Dallas a number of times. I've seen him in concert oh so many times. Stevie is one of my top three favorite artists ever. And I love the way he sings. But one thing about him, oh, yeah, he's always got his harmonica ready. And he's always ready to perform at any time. Cher, we mentioned Cher's got a new Christmas song. She does that song with Stevie Wonder on that album, too. There you go. And there's your CA Stories Confidential. That's right. And that's it for us here on the Get Right for this evening. Reginald Atula, Chris Arnold, Rodrigo Mendoza. Uh, Myself and CA will be back tomorrow with you. Make Mm -hmm. sure that you get your day started with uh, at 5.30 a.m. with Sean and Bobby um, on the fan. Until then, be easy. Peace! T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.